right, if you are a child, if you are lower than the age of, say, 15, today's message is directly for you. So I would love for you and maybe your parents, if you're not comfortable, come gather in the first couple rows here. Just squeeze in for me. Come on, come on, come on. No kids out there. Everybody get up here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming. Come on, come on. It's okay. I won't bite. Let's go. Come on, come on. There you go. Fill it in. We're all going to be buddies. It's cool. There you go. You can sit on the floor. You can sit on a chair. You can just find your spot. But today's message is just for you guys. Okay? All right. Good. 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 Okay. Awesome. Very good. All right, guys. Listen. You look at me because I am teaching you today. All right? So... Uh, adults, hi, welcome, sorry, today's not your day. Uh, today's their day, but we're going to talk about the church. What is the church in the realm of a kid's mind, okay? So, I have questions for you children. When you think of church, tell me the things that come to your mind. Just start throwing them out. Go for it. God, that's a great one. So, God, what else? Jesus, that's also a really good one. Worship. Okay, what else? God's heart. God's heart. Awesome. Keep going. When you think of church, what else comes to mind? Worship. Worship. We, 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 worship? we got that. Right there, but we'll circle it really, really big. Okay. Um, what else? What comes to mind? Eli? Okay, that. Jack? Anything else? Anything, what else comes to mind? Sermon, okay, so teaching, sermon, good. What's up? Bible. Teaching, Bible, you guys are nailing it. Awesome. What else? Anything else? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, okay. How about friends? Does friends come to mind? Yeah, okay, anything else? Adults, what else comes to mind when you think of church? Go. Snacks? Snacks. <laughs> goldfish. Good job, Tama. <laughs> How do I draw a goldfish? All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh, we need a little smile, right? Okay. Um, what else? What else comes to mind when you think of church? Relationship. Okay. Accountability. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else? People gathering. Gathering. Okay. Anything else? Altar. Altar community. Encounter. Awesome. All right. Anything else? Kids, anything else come to mind when we think of church? No? No? Singing? Okay. Perfect. All right. So... Ooh, I like that one. That's good. Awesome. Okay, my picture this morning before church, I was like, God, show me a picture. And he, I saw this bright white room and like white for white room. And there was Jesus and he was dancing with all the kiddos. He was just having fun dancing. That's awesome. All right, cool. So those are the things that come to mind when you think of church. We want to simplify what you think of church and we want to like only look at what's in the Bible. Okay, so forget everything you've ever thought about the Bible. Look here. Children, hello, uh, look here. Okay, <laughs> I want you to think, 
forget everything you've ever thought about the Bible. I want to, about Jesus, no, about church, about whatever. Focus, all right. <laughs> Peter's revelation of Christ, the important things. Matthew 16, okay? Can you say Matthew 16? All right, this is 16 verses 13 through 20, and what I really want to pay attention to here is down here, verse 17, um, so Jesus is asking the people, hey, who do people think that I am? And some people are like, Jesus, we think this, we think that, and then Peter says, um, Simon Peter spoke up, and he said, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Say, son of the living God. Awesome. And Jesus replies, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to me. I give you the name Peter, which is a stone, Petros, okay? And this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church. So Jesus is saying, the truth, the, the revelation that Jesus is the son of the living God will be the foundation of the church. You good? Tracking with me? Okay. So Jesus says, my legislative assembly and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. Say amen, kids. Amen. Say amen, kids. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. Okay? That's good stuff, right? So Jesus told his people, who do you think I am? You are the son of God. That revelation is the foundation of God building his church. Okay? So picture um, God's church. I don't know what church looks like, but let's say church. This foundation right here. That is the revelation of Jesus as the Son of God. Okay? Got it? All right. So next, what else did, what happened? Peter later is writing a, a letter to the people. In, in his book, it's called 1 Peter. In chapter 2, Peter actually said this. So keep coming to him. Who's him? God. Jesus, yep. Who is the living stone. Say living stone. Living stone. All right. Though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chosen by God and is priceless in God's sight, come and be his living stones. Okay? So he's speaking to you. He's saying Jesus is the living stone. He's saying you are supposed to come and be Jesus' living stones. Okay. Track with me. This is kind of weird. You who are continually being assembled. Okay. What does assemble mean? Get together, like put together, okay, into a sanctuary. What's a sanctuary? A sanctuary? No. It's a place where we worship Jesus, where we worship God, okay? So what is this saying? It's saying that Jesus is the living what? And you are his living stones, and God is putting you together. Have you ever done a human pyramid? No? Where you like sit on top of each other? I don't want to get in trouble with your parents, but imagine yourself being assembled and put together to create this place that's a sanctuary for God, basically God's house where God gets to be worshiped, okay? So can you imagine that in your mind? So it's like this, you are being assembled and you yourself are the church, okay? My drawing is not very good. Let me read just a little bit farther down. Um, Peter says, but you are God's chosen treasure. Say it with me. Say, I am God's chosen treasure. Woo, that's good. 
Adults, you can say that too. Say, I am God's chosen treasure. I am God's chosen treasure. You are a priest. Did you know that? You, in God's eyes, are a priest. You are like a holy, mighty man in God's eyes. And you are a king. Callie, did you know you're a king? You are a king. According to the Bible, Peter said it. You're a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you, God claims you guys, as his very own. And he did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. What does broadcast mean? Like talk? Yep. Okay. You guys watch Disney Channel? Anybody? Okay. Disney Channel is being broadcasted from this one location, and it's getting to all the kids around the whole world, and it's changing all of their minds forever. You are called by God to broadcast, like a little megaphone. Hold up a megaphone. Megaphone! Say, I am supposed to broadcast. Okay. You're supposed to broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world, okay? So you're the living stones, you're a priest, you're a king, and he did this so that you, Jack Wortman, are going to broadcast the glorious wonders of God, okay? So it's like this. Jesus is the living stone, and each of you, Micah, you are this one right here. There's Micah, okay? I don't remember how to spell your name. M-Y-K-A. M-Y-K-A. There. There. That's you. This one's you right there. Okay? Um, Jack, I think you're this one right here, buddy. You see that? That's Jack. I want to be the root. You want to be the root. All right. Eli, this is you, buddy. Eli, right there. Okay. So you are the church. So whatever you had in your mind about church, like the location, the building, all that kind of stuff, forget it. Jesus says you are the church, and he's building you guys up to be his body. And when you all come together, you create this place where he is worshipped like a sanctuary. Okay? Ooh, right here. This is you right there. That's yours. You get two stones. You get this stone right here. Okay? All right. There we go. All right. Okay, so you get the idea. Let's look at what Jesus said, okay? We're going to look at three different scriptures. Matthew chapter 4, verses 19, up here at the top. So these three things came to mind whenever I was thinking about what did Jesus tell his people about church. This first one, Jesus called them out, and he said, Come and follow me, and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. Isn't that weird? But what's the other way to say it? You've heard this before probably. I'm going to make you fishers of fishers of men. Did you say that? High five. Yes. Great job. <laughs> All right. So God makes you a fisher of men. He wants you to go out and pursue people and catch people for God. Okay? So the next thing is Mark chapter 12, verses 29. Jesus answered him. This guy asked Jesus, what's the, the most important commandment of it all? And Jesus says, the most important of all the commandments is this. The Lord Yahweh, our God, is one. You are to love the Lord, your God, with every passion of your heart. Say that with me, kids. Every passion of your heart. And with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, and with all your strength. Show me your strength. 
Perfect. So you're supposed to love God with all of your strength, is what Jesus said. He said, this is the greatest and the supreme commandment. And the second is this. You must love your neighbor in the same way you love yourself. All right? What's it mean to love your neighbor? Give him a little hug. Give him a little fist bump. Come on, give him fist bumps. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. You're awesome. So the things that you would do for yourself, Jesus tells you to do for other people. Okay? you got to treat other people even better than yourself. Amen? All right, so this one right here is Matthew 28. This is the Great Commission. This is right before Jesus left. He floated up into the sky and he went to heaven to be with God. Matthew 28, this is what he said. He said, hey, guys, all authority in the universe. Isn't that cool? All authority in the universe belong to Jesus. It's been given to Jesus. And now wherever you go, make, what's that word? Disciples. Disciples. Make disciples. What's a disciple? A follower of Jesus. Perfect. Callie, what were you going to say? Same. Okay. A disciple is somebody who follows Jesus. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. What were they supposed to teach people? All that God, what? that Jesus had talked about, okay? Teach them to follow all I commanded you and never forget that I'm with you even to the end of the age, all right? So Jesus calls you to be a fisher of men. He calls you to love God with all of your strength and then also to love your friends and your neighbors around you just the same way that you love yourself and then to become a, a disciple to teach other people to follow Jesus. Got it? With me? Okay. Adults, you still with me? All right. So then what did Jesus' followers do next, okay? A few chapters later, one of Jesus' disciples, his name was Luke. He was with Jesus all the time. And Luke wrote this. In Acts chapter 2, I'm going to highlight some of this stuff with you guys. It says, um, this is, we're paying attention to what the believers did. So Jesus tells them, go do these things. So what did they do? This is what they did, okay? Read, read this screen with me. He says, every believer was faithfully devoted, all right? So that's something that they did, okay? So we're going to write, we're going to highlight that. They were faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. What do you think the apostles were teaching? They were teaching, what did Jesus say in the last, in the scripture? He said, teach them to faithfully follow all that I've commanded you. See that right down here? Woo, right there, Okay. So, what do you think the apostles were teaching people? You get a prize. I don't have any prizes, but kids worker, quick, get a prize. All right, that's right. So, the apostles were teaching them all that Jesus said to do, and they were faithfully devoted. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another. They were sharing in communion. They were coming together regularly for prayer. And a deep sense of holy awe swept over everybody. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers were in fellowship as one body. So they were doing fellowship. And they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they sold their assets to distribute to the proceeds to those who were in need. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together. With joyful hearts and tender humility, they were continually filled with praises to God 
enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. Okay? So my question to you kids, Eli included, what did they do? Not what did God do, but what did they do to obey Jesus? List them out for me. They, they followed the commandments. Okay. They got together. Meals. They got together. What else? They learned. Yeah, that's good. They learned. Yep, they taught. That's good. What else do you see? They shared. That's great. What? They prayed. That's great. They what? They wanted to learn about God. Yep, that was good. What else? They met at home. And at the church, okay, yeah. They friends. They were friends, perfect. You guys are doing awesome. God loved, that's what God did. What did they do? Okay, let's see. Adults, help me. Did we miss anything that the believers did as they obeyed Jesus? Sold assets. Okay, they sold things. They sold, they shared. What else? Anything else? Communion. Communion. Anything else? They performed miracles. I don't know if that's them or God, but we're going to put it down. We'll put it on both. Yeah, we're going to put it on both. Anything else? All right. So Jesus told them, he's the living stone. You're the living stone. He's going to put you guys together in these little groups. And when he puts you together in groups... That's going to become his house where he gets praised, right? And then he said, I want you to be fishers of men. I want you to love people and love God. And I want you to teach people what I said. And so then what they did is they came together. They followed the teachings. They, were, they ate together. They got together. They learned together. They taught together. They shared. They prayed. They met together in houses and church. They would be friends. They sold things. They shared things. They did communion and miracles. Okay? Awesome. So now the next question is, what was the result? What happened as a result of what they did as they obeyed God? Okay? So we're going to read this. This is Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. And this time I'm going to highlight the things that were the result. Not what they did, but what happened as a result. Okay? So you guys all help me here. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following. Y'all just tell me when to highlight. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked together to one another, um, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of awe, of holy awe swept over everyone. And the you guys missed it. That was a test. That was straight up a test. You all failed. Kids, you didn't fail because you're, you know, beautiful and cute and everything. But you all failed. Okay. Um, so a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone. That's something that happened. Their hearts were mutually linked. Oh, oh, oh. Hearts were mutually linked together. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And the believers were in fellowship as one body. I think that's kind of supernatural there. And they shared 
with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's home to celebrate communion. So they were celebrating. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. And they were continually filled with praises to God, everybody enjoying favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily, those who were coming together. Amen? A couple chapters later, Acts chapter 4, a few other things that, that Luke said. He said, all the believers were in one mind and heart. Selfishness, oh, I love this, was not a part of their community. How incredible is that? For they shared everything they had with one another. The apostles gave powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great measure of grace rested upon them all. Some who owned houses or land sold them and brought the proceeds uh, before the apostles to distribute those. Not a single person among them was needy. I love that. And then the next chapter, Acts chapter 5, verse 12. The apostles performed many signs, wonders, miracles among the people. And the believers were wonderfully united as they met together regularly in the temple courts in the area known as Solomon's Porch. No one dared harm them, for everyone held them in high regard. Amen. Okay, so list it out for me, kids and adults. Shout it out for me. What was the result when they obeyed? Uh oh, sorry, guys. Can you still see it? When they obeyed what God had told them to do. Aw, what else? Joy, perfect. What else? What? Joyful heart, yep, good. <laughs> Humility, you're a great listener though, good job. <laughs> Humility, awesome, what else? Yep, add in. Let's see, more, oops, I messed that up. More numbers. What'd you say? Praise. Yeah, they were constantly praising. What else? Love. What'd you? Oh, signs, wonders. I love that. Miracles. Healings. I didn't read the healings, but kids, this is so cool. That one of the verses down here under Acts chapter five. What's just beneath here, it says, continually more and more people believed in the Lord were added to the number of great clouds, both men. It says, in fact, when people, if I could show you this next section, it talks about how so many people were getting healed by Peter that they would put the sick out by the roads. And when they would walk by, the power of God would heal people. The shadow of Peter would heal people. Isn't that crazy? Okay, so signs, wonders, miracles, healings. Man, my, I'm sorry, guys. I, writing fast is doesn't look good. It's not a good look. What else? What else do you see? Uh, celebration. Yeah, they were united. That's great. What else? Grace. I love that. Great measures of grace rested on them all. Nobody was needy. Was in need. We got love and joy already. Favor. Favor. That's good. What else? What do we miss? High yeah, high respect. What did you say? Yeah, high regard. No selfishness. Did we miss anything else? We get it all? 
Yeah. Oh, no, jealousy? Is it? Yeah. What did you say? Jealousy, provision. Awesome. Okay. So here's the question. Who wants their life to... That says awe. Who wants their life to be full of awe, joy, humility, be around more people that you like, constantly be praising, full of love, see signs, wonders, miracles, healings happen constantly. You're constantly celebrating. You can't help but celebrate. You're united deeply with each other. You have a tremendous favor of God's grace all over you. You're not in need. You have tremendous favor and high regard from others. You don't have any selfishness. There's no jealousy, no provision. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> That's amazing. When they, they listened to Jesus, they did something in response to what Jesus said, and the result was this, like, the most perfect life, essentially, <laughs> that, you can, that you can put on paper. Like, this is crazy what the Holy Spirit did when people came in line with the Word of God and began to cause their actions to follow actually what Jesus talked about. Isn't that awesome? So what does church look like in God's mind? Okay, kids, so here's the question. In God's mind, what should we do? If we're going to do church, what do we do? I want to list it out. Go. Read the Bible. Bible. Jack? Talk about Jesus. Okay. Pray. Pray. Worship. What else? What else, everybody? What's missing? Be united. Be united. Eat. Eat. No, snacks was exactly right. There you go. <laughs> um, gather. What else? Say heal. Yeah, I like that. Healing. Give. Generosity. What else? Yeah, give thanks. What else? Love. Good. What else? What are we missing? Anybody else? Selflessness. Yeah, like reach out. Make disciples. Were you going to say something? Did you want to say something? Oh, just doing this. Cool. <laughs> She's like, you're the weirdest guy I know in the room. <laughs> All right. That's a decent list. All right. What do we expect God to do when we do all of these things over here? Healing? What else? Miracles. What did you say? What? Reward. Hebrews 11.6. Love that. What else? Love and joy. Fill with joy. 
favor. Um, how about like united hearts? Anything else? No harm. No selfishness. Gosh, that one's amazing. What else? Restoration. Forgiving? Yeah. Loving? What else? Okay. What? Provision. No needy. That's amazing. Gosh, I love that. What else? Yeah. More Holy Spirit. I like that one. Okay. Amen. I think there's more here that we could dive into, but... So now that you've heard what the Bible says about what church is, okay, the last question of the morning would be, how are we doing? What are we doing right? And what do we need to focus on? Okay, so here's how we're gonna end this morning. I'm gonna turn on some music and I wanna take just a few minutes and kind of ask God. Kids, ask God in my mind of church, what needs to change? How can I change my own heart to do what you told us to do? And bigger kids, I want you to take the same moment and ask God, Lord, what needs to change in my mind about what is church? What needs to come in line? Where am I dragging my feet? And where am I right in line? Amen. All right, so.